Hello everyone, this is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Elazar Green from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Franklin and Marshall College for part two of the podcast, Making Your Year-End Mailing a Success, and more specifically, how to write a letter properly and how to personalize it enough to get a much greater response. I would like to begin by thanking our sponsors, Sassman Jewelers, The Smetana Group, Jumpsuit Commerce, and Machon Stam. Thank you for making the podcast available to all shluchim. And if you are going this week to the Knesset shluchim, please make sure to put in a good word to our sponsors and support our sponsors because they keep the, the shluchim podcast going. I think this is an important question to ask. If a shliach is needs to make the decision, either they they either they they will not have time to do handwritten for everyone and have the time to put on stamps or the money to do it. Um, so they're making a decision. Do I just do a bulk mail, send it out, whatever I get back, I get back? Or does it make sense to send to less people, be strategic who you send to, sit down, think about who are the 50 people that I should really be sending to because they've given me in the past or they showed an interest or they have the capability of giving and maybe if they got a nice letter with a nice um, you know, handwritten outside and a handwritten note, do you think that it's better to send to those 50 people, or, do you, or in general, do you have a strategy with this, or, or would you would you send do the mass mailing um, with the you know the, the the permanent print just so it goes to more people? I do not advise ever sending out the permanent imprint. If you have to do bulk mail, use a stamp. Don't don't use permanent imprint. If you, if you can't handwrite the addresses, and to be honest, I I don't handwrite my addresses. I don't have time. You can handwrite the addresses. You can still make the envelope look as personal as you can, so 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 people open it. It's important to know what the gold standard is, so you so you can balance that against your capabilities. In other words, don't, knowing what's the, what will get the highest rate of open and the highest rate of return, and knowing what your your capabilities are, you can figure out for yourself what the balance is. What I've done for my mailings is I've really personalized the top 100 to 150, I think it was 100 actually, 100 people. I sent out 500 letters, but the, the 100 of them I really personalized in a very special way. Um, I put a post-it note on the letter that went to each of them. And the post-it note really, really struck home, and a lot of people from, from that bucket list, that, that, that group, um, gave tremendous amounts compared to previous years. So my point is this. Knowing what the gold standard is, you can figure out for yourself what you're shy to do. But if you don't know and you're just, you're just following what seems to be like a recipe, okay, we have to do a mailing, and the letter consists of, this is what we're doing, please send us more, and you're, and you're sending it to Pliny Ben Pliny or current occupant, um, and it's a permanent imprint, the chances of anybody opening it and reading it and sending it back are not very high. So you mentioned about a post-it, a post-it note, which I think is brilliant, um, and I know you've, uh, you've, you've mentioned this to, to many shluchim, and I've seen it in, the, in your WhatsApp group, and there's no question that it, that it has to um, right away catch someone's attention and bring a better response. Um, but what do you write in the post-it note different than what you're writing in the, in the letter itself? Well, the post-it note gets... gets the post-it note gets a very specific, quick, short, specific ask. And it goes something like Gary with a dash. I hope you've been well. We're a little bit behind, and we need to be ahead. Do you think you can swing 
what do you think you can give or help with $360 or $180, whatever number you think is pushing the boundaries for them. I've, I've, I've written a post note with $1,800 in it. Whatever number you think is pushing the boundaries for that individual, write that number down. Can't be crazy. It has to be Le Fiera. The person always gives you $18, you ask them for $100. The person always gives you $100, you can ask them for $360. But, but put, a, put a number in there that's Le Fiera, what the guy usually gives, and you will find Emir Tashem, immense brachas. A lot of people don't know this, but one of the things donors crave is clarity. I don't know how much you need. So how do I know how much to give? What are, exactly are you asking of me? You send a letter and it's give us money, but how much money should I give you? You have a budget in there. That's fantastic. I'm not, you're obviously not asking for your entire budget. So I know what, I know what you're not asking of, but what are you asking me? So one of the things the post notes supplies, in addition to, to a very, very uh, compelling ask, where you're personally asking somebody for, for money, you're also providing hadracha. This is what we need. This is what I'm asking from you. Do you think you can do that? And usually when people who get those letters with those sticky notes end up giving around what it says in the, in the, in the sticky note? It's hard to say usually because everybody's different. But, but more money comes in. More money comes in when you use post-it notes with a direct ask than when you don't. And it's about three times the amount of money. Are there any other um, ideas that you think are important to share with Shluchim on this topic of a year-end mailing? So we address the timeline. You have to do it early enough. We address the idea that the letter has to be creative, has to be compelling, has to be meaningful, and it can't just be corporate communication. We've addressed the idea that it has to be as personal as possible, and we address the idea that the donor needs hadracha. And we've addressed also that the envelope has to be crafted in a way that more people will most likely open it. I think we covered the basics. Let me ask one more question then. When you say that to, to send it on the right time, is, if, if a shliach sent it out right now, would that be considered too early? Um, some people say wait a little bit later to after Thanksgiving. Um, there's different opinions about when to send it out or New Year's. Um, is it, uh, is, is, if a shliach sent it out now, is there, is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. I think there may have been something wrong with it at one time, but as as we get as as the world progresses, people are getting used to doing end of year stuff earlier and earlier. You can see from decorations that are already up in, in in the hardware stores and so forth. I mean, people were were were, were talking about uh, official holidays earlier and earlier, and I think there's nothing wrong if a person gets uh, December first or the end of November. I, and if you're asked. Right, and there's probably many other things that are going to be asked for at the end of the year, so it's good to be ahead of the game. There, there is that point as well. That, that's a good point, that you're in, there, you're in there early enough, was that you really are able to do mailings more than once. And if, if you really think that putting something out in the middle of November is early, then put it out in the middle of November and put it out again in the middle of December. There's nothing wrong with doing a mailing twice. Just change the letter a little bit, just in case you didn't get our letter. You know, here it is. You know what I mean? The research right. has shown pe- people get nervous, and people think that if I, if I ask for money too often, people will get sick of me. And that's true to a degree. But research has shown that the more mailings you put out, the closer, more connected the person gets. 
especially if you, if you, if you do what I'm suggesting, use my system, which is to make a creative and meaningful and compelling letter each time, then what, and it, you're not just asking for money. You're also creating a very, very important connection. And so if you have two important connections within the, within the space of five or six weeks, that can only help you, can't hurt you. Elazar will be giving a workshop on Sunday, a, fundra- a fundraising workshop on Sunday at the Kinos. So if you want to learn more from Elazar or just uh, um, you like to, to grow in your fundraising, um, that's going to be a great workshop, the Sunday of the Kinos. Elazar, you, know, you just mentioned about the, 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 the sticky note. And I think it's a fascinating concept, and I'm, and I'm curious, what is, the, what is the science behind it? What, you're saying that this is something that has been proven to bring in more results, and sometimes it's, it's interesting to know not just that it is successful, but the reasoning behind it, and maybe it could help Shluchim in other areas as well. So the science behind the post-it notes, um, like many things in science, they don't know for sure why it works, uh, the, the research shows that it does work, and there's a working theory as to why. And the working theory right now is that when when a shliach goes out of his way to to stick a post-it note on a letter, which is obviously going to many people, but he takes out your letter from the pack and puts a post-it note on your letter with your name on it, there's a certain level of, wow, this person went to the trouble of doing all this, I feel like I have to respond in kind. And the, the rule that it engages is the rule called uh, reciprocity, which means if I do something for you, you feel almost obligated to do something in return. And in the, the science of psychology, the, the reciprocity rule is, is well-documented, well-proven. Um, the, the most famous case is when there was an interviewer um, who was, was, was interviewing a, a gentleman about a fake survey, and then in the middle, they asked him if he wanted a soda. And he went and he, brought, he said no, but he went and brought him a soda anyway. Here's, here's a Coke. And after the soda, the, the interviewer said, oh, would you mind buying three raffle tickets for my son, you know, Boy Scout, whatever club. And the person, every, almost every single person bought raffle tickets. And nobody was able to point to the soda as the defining factor of why they bought the raffle tickets. But when they did the study without the soda, almost nobody bought the tickets. So, so the point is that there's a very strong human urge to repay our debts. And if someone goes out of the way for us, we feel like we have to go out of our way for them. And that's the working theory as to why the post notes are so effective. Elazar, I know when it comes to fundraising, um, you feel that this is a, a major part of our shlichus. It's not just something that we have to do um, you know, by, by default but that it is a, a major part of our shlichus and it needs to have the appropriate attention. And I know, I know that you also do a lot of research into these ideas. Do you want to share with shluchim um, some of your favorite um, books on this topic so that a shliach himself could um, read, read more up on it to understand the psychology behind it? Okay, so there are, there are two fundamental books, I think, which is important. It's not directly related to fundraising, but it is directly, it is related to understanding how people think and understanding why people do what they do. And the first book is called Influence, and that's a, that's a fairly old book. It was written in the, in the 80s. Um, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, who wrote Robert it? Caldini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the, other, and the other book, and, and 
this this book, The Influence, came out in the 80s, and almost nobody bought it. And it was almost a failure. But then as interest in the field of psychology grew and grew, and specifically in this field of, of influence, of, of how, to understand, well, how to understand why people do what they do, it became, it still is, a bestseller for 30-plus for years. It's called the number one marketing book. In addition to that, the same guy recently, 30 years later, just, just I think in just this year, in 2016, came out with another book called Persuasion. Both of these books, I think, are, are if a person is interested in the science of why people do what they do, um, this is an, these are important reads. This is a good beginning. Do you have any more tips for Shulchan when it comes to writing a letter, making it a successful letter, that people will read it, that will get the appropriate response? You mentioned about how important the story is. Um, what other important ideas are there in the letter itself? So you want to make it as easy as possible for the person to read it. And, you want, and because if it's easy to read, the guy, the guy might spend, you know, a little bit longer reading it. No one's going to start no one's going to pick up your letter if it's written on 11th or 12th grade level English and start trying to understand what it says. We, we, we just don't do that. Our minds don't have the attention span for this. So the first tip I have is to make sure to write in simple English. And there's a fine line between juvenile English and simple English. And to be honest, I think it's safer to be on the juvenile side than simple because too often we write to it, uh, too often we err on the other side. Uh, just to give you an example, there is one word that I kept on. Every shliach that sends you the letter, I, I, re, I rewrite it, and I take this word out almost every single time. And shluchim will love this word, but I take it out. It's called auspicious. Auspicious is not a, not a word that you come across into, in regular conversation, regular discussion. It's a hard word to read. So if you have a word auspicious in a letter, you're, you're not doing yourself a service or the person a service. And that's just one example of a word that, that is too complicated to read in a letter that you want to keep and grab and keep someone's attention. Thank you, Rabbi Elazar Green, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzlacha and unique approach to a year-end year mailing. We really appreciate your time. Again, my pleasure. Interested in hearing more about fundraising and so forth, I am giving a session during yes. the Kinnis on Sunday, and you can look for it in oh. your Kinnis. This is Dovi Shapiro, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank all the shluchim who constantly give me ideas of shluchim to interview. If, if you know a shliach who is successful in a specific area or has an idea to share with other shluchim, please email me, let me know, or if you yourself have something you would like to share with other shluchim that could help other shluchim and their shluchas, please let me know. Make it a great week.